hello friends and f- we're gonna say family now because Whoa. hopefully Whoa. hopefully we're saying <laughs> things family. have changed things are changing if you're if you're still here at episode <laughs> seven you're no longer just friends you're a familia it's it's the olive garden here at it episode is. seven when you're here <laughs> yes your family your family your family you get breadsticks whatever <laughs> it is warm ones whatever it is that fills your soul welcome to episode seven of the praying through podcast my name is Carlos Enrique Gutierrez Guzman Chibocabello, or Lois for short. Mercy. And I'm here with best-selling author, what? Jared Stevens. <laughs> yes. Now, the reason we can say best-selling author <laughs> yes. is, I don't know if people know this, what? Um, but um, if if you get like 20 of your friends to order your book on Amazon <laughs> at the same time, you can spike that, you can spike yeah, that to right. number one, take that's a right. screen capture in your category, and forever you will be a number one. I author. am, I was number one of the, my, like I think it was seven subcategories down yes, of my last book, yes, so uh, yeah, I, I mean, number one Amazon author. Yes, the, with Jarrett Stevens. See the asterisk. See it, that's so good, <laughs> so good. Uh, today we're going to be talking about... Um, you know, I mean, th- this one direction. When I need direction, how do I pray? How do I ask God? Uh, this is something that um, I-, I think we we maybe do subliminally more than we do maybe purposely. Mm-hmm. Um, I-, I think we're kind of always wondering, oh, what do I do? Where do I go? Yeah. God, maybe mumbling these things right. under our breath. Um, so, I mean, let's just kind of start at the beginning, yeah. and and I'm just going to ask you point blank, Jarrett. Mm-hmm. Um, can you just maybe start with a time? Uh, that you can think of when you really needed God's direction for a massive big decision. Yeah, I mean, there, I could go back to lots of big decisions about um, you know my life moves that I've made. Um, when we started the church, that was a big one yeah. where it was we really needed God's wisdom to what was next for Jeannie and I. I could go to. All of that kind of stuff, but I'll just go more current. I mean, sure. like we, I think I talked about this in one of the previous episodes, but you know, one that we're just in right now. So it's more real time and how we're actually working out the, the practices and principles of this chapter of the book in our life. Uh, I think I mentioned, you know, we are trying to figure out what the high school solution is, not only for our son, Elijah, who is at this time recording this 14, but our daughter Gigi as well. We want them to be in the same school. That's not guaranteed in the city of Chicago. In fact, typically what's the case because you have to test into high schools in the city. You could have one kid on the north side in a high school and one kid on the south side in a high school. So. You know, we're just not interested in that. Yeah. <laughs> uh, we only have one car, and so we're just not interested in that. So so it's been a lot of like, okay, God, what are we supposed to do? Because then it also has implications. We've toured all kinds of schools all across the city. We've looked at private schools, public schools. We've looked at schools in the suburbs, the next city outside of Chicago, Oak Park. There's a great high school there, so we've gone and toured that. And, okay, for him to go to Oak Park means we'd have to move to Oak Park. Yeah. And we love where we live in the city. We love our home that we're in right now, actually, as we're recording this. You know, so it's like, okay, what would that mean? And so it has all these implications, all from one decision. Where's our kid going to go to school? And for a lot of folks listening, that's not even one that they would ever have to face. But it is for us. And it comes then with all kinds of other decisions and direction attached to it. And so it is one for the last two years that we've been in active prayer with God about what's best for our family, what's next for our family. And, um, one that we've, as we talked about in a previous episode, worried about Uh one that we've gotten real peace about. And we kind of go all over the map on that one, but that's one in real time. And again, what I love about this and mention this in the book, by the time someone either reads the book or hears this, what you and I are talking about right now, we'll probably have made our decision. Sure. And it's just funny to me and fun for me to think that all of the seeking God and all of uh-huh. that, it's going to all be okay. Yeah. But it doesn't mean that we don't want to do it with God yeah. and seek his direction. So that's yeah. one that's current for us 
right now. What about you? Do you have one? Yeah. Well, and and I love that, you know, you actually said the last two years, you guys have been praying through this one decision. So it's one decision. It's not like, it's, it's not like you let you pray sometimes and then bam, you got a direction in that moment. You know, like sometimes this is something that plays out. I think for me, the reason why I kind of led up with that is I went from a transition of being like a recording artist, musician, Mm -hmm. worship leader, um, to a, now an author and a speaker. And, and there was a, there was a, a momentary, uh, decision that I had to make at one point saying, you know, I'm either going to have to, I kind of had one foot in the music world and one Mm -hmm. foot in the speaking world for a a long time. And had a friend of mine, Mike Foster, that just said, Carlos, you've got to ask God to be clear because you can't just keep standing in both worlds. Like you've got, you've got to make a decision. So I did, I prayed and I asked God, Lord, what am I supposed to do? And I felt very clearly that he said, you're supposed to be an author. You're supposed to be a speaker. And, um, so I went to my, to my computer and I opened my, my laptop and I emailed 72 worship leading, um, events that I was supposed to lead at that year. And I canceled them oh all in, in one email, bam, because I said, well, God's going to provide like God oh, said, God yeah. said, so in the email I said, but <laughs> if, you, if you want a speaker, I'd love to come speak at your event. Yeah. And of course, 79 out of 79 right. events were like, man, God bless you. What a great oh, decision. Awesome. Um, but no, we're not going to have you. Yeah. And so, yeah. so I went through about 10 days of, um, nobody emailing me thinking that I had what made the done? wrong decision. Yeah, like, right. like God, you said that I was supposed to do this, but it didn't. Um, and then, you know, long story short, my very first speaking gig ever after it was 14 days of not hearing anything. I actually was thinking about going and filling out applications at home Depot mm-hmm. and take care of my family. I actually got an invitation to give the devotion at the white house in the, uh, for the Easter prayer breakfast was my very first not speaking a bad gig, first gig ever, right? It's not a bad first <laughs> very gig one ever. And so I tell that story so that I can, you know, people that 14 days of waiting yeah. for direction right. was, it was so consuming. Well, and all the days, weeks and months that led up to it of like, what am I supposed to do? What am I I'm supposed one to foot do? In, one foot did out. I make a, did right. I hear God wrong? Did I hear right. right? Did I hear wrong? Right. You know, the stakes are really high when we're making decisions. Yeah. We make a lot of decisions every single day. We make a lot of decisions every single week month, years over a lifetime. Yeah. Uh, talk to us a little bit about the stakes being so high when it comes yeah. to this kind of stuff. Cause I feel it yeah, uh, right. when you speak of it. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And I, it's so funny that you tell that story cause I was, we're, we've been friends through that yeah. transition. And I remember when I first met you, it was as a musician yeah, absolutely. and I was a huge fan. I had all your album, all two of them. <laughs> oh, there was two. <laughs> I wasn't that big of a fan, right, yeah, 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 <laughs> No, yeah. but I remember that was a yeah. huge shift. And you know, one yeah. where you sought God and, and I, I think that's incredibly significant there. So there's big ones like yeah. that, right? Big decisions. And I bet everyone listening right now is probably facing one of those at some level, Absolutely. like some sort of significant decision. But the truth is, is yeah, your life is filled with daily decisions. Some are big, like we just talked about, and some are small, but it's full. Nonetheless, you are actually a decision making machine yeah. all the times, lots of times without even realizing the stakes at what you're doing. Um, so yeah, when I was writing the book, I did a lot of research on decision making and how it is that we come to what we decide. And but basically, what I found consensus is that the average adult makes about seventy conscious decisions a day. Okay, seventy conscious decisions a day. Now, a conscious decision is a decision that requires your full attention in the present moment, right? So the, these are bigger than just whether I should go to the right or to the left okay, uh, yeah. to get there faster. This is bigger than should I wear the brown shoes or the black shoes. These are conscious decisions that involve you being present and making a decision. They're decisions like, 
should I cover my own tail or should I just own my mistake? Mm. Uh, should I stay and have another drink or should I just call in a night? Got it. You know, should I tell this person how I really feel about them or should I just let it slide? Those are like more conscious sort of decisions. Yeah. And you make 70 significant, de- 70 significant Actually, decisions. Hearing you say that, it, that day. seems overwhelming. Like, it's a hear lot that. of decisions. Yeah. And again, cause we're so unaware lots of times that we're making them or yeah. even why we're deciding what we're deciding. But if you were to add that up, that's about 25,500 conscious decisions in a year. Add that up over 75 years, that's approximately 1,916,250 conscious decisions. So over the course of your lifetime, you're roughly going to make around 2 million conscious decisions. And I think this is why Albert Camus famously said that life is the sum of all your choices. That is the story of your life, is the decisions that you make. Your decisions, I just believe your decisions matter to God, no matter how big or how small they are, they matter to God because you matter to God. And somehow in his loving kindness and overflowing wisdom, God offers you a way to pray through your biggest decisions, to partner with him as you discern and decide. So I think that's pretty significant, especially with the stakes being as high as they are, that the God of the universe makes himself available to you for every one of those. The Bible actually has a lot to say about seeking direction from God. Yeah. Um, and a lot of it is found in in the poetic book of Proverbs. Yes. Tell us a little bit well, about... It's pretty bad poetry, yeah. actually. <laughs> a lot of imagery. And yeah, no, the book of Proverbs is that. It's a wisdom book. Yeah. And it's so much of it is about direction and wisdom, direction and wisdom. And I, I think when it comes to making a big decision... Uh, lots of times for me, at least, right. Well, I, t- I shared with you one about our kids school and where they're going to go next. I yeah. just want to know where to go. Right. But what God is most interested in is where I start. Right. I just want to know where to go, but God is most concerned on where I start. And if you are praying through a big decision and you need direction in your life right now, mm. this is where God says to start. He says to start with wisdom. Uh, I think of Proverbs four, five, and six says, and I love this, just get wisdom, get it, get it, get it, get wisdom, get understanding. He says, don't forget my words or turn away from them. Don't forsake them. And wisdom will protect you. I love like, and this is some of the poetic imagery that Solomon uses here. He says, love her being wisdom and she will watch over you. Yeah. And then Solomon, who is professed to be the wisest person in the world, has this to say. And try and catch this. The beginning of wisdom, so the very beginning, the start of wisdom is this. Get wisdom. <laughs> right? <laughs> That's it's awesome. like, okay, so how do I get it? Yeah. Just, Just get, get it. it. <laughs> okay, but if I really want it, how do I get it? Just get it right? The beginning of wisdom is just get it, get wisdom. Though it may cost you all you have, get understanding. And I just, I love that, that idea of Mm. we need wisdom. Gosh, we need wisdom. We don't just need direction. That's all often what I want. I just want, God, just tell me what to do. Right. But what God's like, no, 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 get wisdom, get a deeper understanding, get a deeper involvement of me in your discerning for the decisions that you have to make. And this is what it says going on. If you were to just read on in Proverbs chapter four, verses 12 and 13, this is what it says wisdom actually does for you over the course of your life. It says that when you walk, your steps will not be hampered. When you run, you will not stumble. 
So hold on to instruction. Don't let it go. Guard it well, for it is your life. Like, Mm. this is, we need wisdom for the myriad, the some two million significant conscious decisions that we're going to make. And when you choose to walk in wisdom, to just get it, however you can get it from God, get wisdom. When you do that, you tend to get tripped up less. Yeah. Right? You just do. You tend to get tripped up less. You tend to move forward in, in faith and freedom. You don't have to second guess every decision. And I think this is the invitation that God gives us for the big decisions and the small decisions that we face. Invite him in and get his wisdom because there's far more to his wisdom than just an answer to your direction that you have to seek. Or I make. love that. There, there, there's far more to his wisdom than just direction, yeah. right? Than just north, south, east, west, yes, no. Right, right. Um, you know, there, there's, I know if I look back in my life, there's definitely been a few times where God's, it's been crystal clear. Like, yes, like when there we are were, those times, yes. we, I remember when we were supposed to, we were praying, do we leave Southern California and move to Atlanta? Um, it, God was crystal clear. Yeah. And I remember thinking, oh, this is what it's supposed to be like. Yeah. Then there's been seasons of life. And honestly, most of the time, um, where it doesn't seem to work that way. That's right? most of the time <laughs> where, where I pray. And I'm like, uh, well, I don't know. Like, is he saying yes? Is he no? Like you, you give us in, in your book, um, a sort of filter that you use when seeking direction from God. Can you just for a second, talk about how you do that? Yeah. You know, and before I, I definitely, and before I do, I want to say, I love the wisdom of a friend and spiritual mentor and spiritual director of ours, Ruth Haley Barton. She says, you know, at, at this stage of our life with God, and she's talking to people who are serious about putting God into every part of their life. You know, she says at this stage in, in, of our life with God, we're not discerning between good and bad things. Mm. That should be obvious. It's like, you know, sh- sh- you know, should I go off on this person or should I choose to hold my sure. tongue? Like, well, that that I don't need to seek God on that right, one, right? Right, right? Where we need discernment, where we need God's wisdom is because at this stage of our life with God, we're discerning between good and good things. Yeah. You know, think about it, like you just mentioned that decision. Should we move from Southern California or should we move to Atlanta? I remember that. I mean, that's yeah. how we met each other was because of that decision. You know, it's not as though um, you couldn't have stayed in Southern California and been blessed yeah. by God, had, had a happy life. been a blessing to others. It's, you know, it's like you said, even sometimes though the direction seems clear, it doesn't mean that one is bad and one is good. Right. You know, that's what we're talking about. That level, of, how, I, how do I discern, you know, this high school thing that we're trying to figure out with our kid right now. It's not like, oh man, should we send him to be a drug lord here in Chicago or should we send him to, you know, Whitney Young High School? It's not, we're not choosing between those things. We're choosing between good and good things. And yeah. so when you're discerning at that level, I think there's, um, yeah, there's there's a, a, a process that that I use that I talk about in the book. And it's, it's these three things and I'll unpack them a little bit if you want. Sure. Uh, what has God said? What is God saying? What are godly people saying? Mm. So what has God said? What is God saying? And what are godly people saying? Okay. When I'm stuck, I don't know what to do. I'm trying to discern between good and good things. You know, this job opportunity, this move, this relationship moving forward, whatever it may be. What has God said? What is God saying? What are godly people saying? The what has God said one is a way, it's a different sort of form of prayer. It's seeking God through what has already been said and what you can find in the Bible. Yeah. What has God already, has God already said something about this kind of decision? Is there a verse or is there a story from the Bible? Yeah. Is there a teaching of Jesus that speaks to this? And so this is where we engage God through the Bible, through yeah. like the living actual words of God. And we say, God, okay, speak to me 
through what you've already said. And there may be like, there's lots of times where I'll come across a verse I've seen 30, 50, 100 times before, right? Because I've grown up with this stuff. It's been all around me. But I'm in a particular season or I'm trying to make a particular decision. And I come across or I'm reading this time where I'm just engaging in the Bible, right? I'm reading the Bible, not even necessarily looking for an answer. And I'll read it and I'll go, oh my gosh, that speaks to exactly what I'm going through right right. now. And I could have read it six months ago or a year ago and would not, God would not be speaking to me in this moment like he is right here, right now. So what has God already said? So, you know, that's where familiarity and and comfortability and even access to the Bible is so important that I seek to see. And that sometimes in a decision is like, well, he's already said it. Exactly. God's pretty clear on this one. You know, I don't think I need to actually do this or I have the freedom to move forward in this because God has already said this. I'm not poaching verses to justify my conclusions. I'm looking for God's wisdom like we just talked about in Proverbs. So that's what God has said. And then the next one is, what is God saying? And this is what you were talking about when you were talking about your decision to move from Southern California to Atlanta. This is actively engaging God in prayer, in discernment, in open listening. And this is where I sit with God and I bring my specific God. I don't know what to do with this. I'm going to sit with you. I'm going to listen to you. God, do you, is there any whispers? Is there any encouragement? Is there anything the Holy Spirit is saying to me right now for me to pay attention to? So yeah. I'm go, I've gone back to what God has said. And if it's not clear, if God hasn't already said something clearly about this in the Bible, mm-hmm. okay, then I'm going to sit with God and open listening. Oh God, what are you saying to me? And I, and honestly, you know, I, this is something best done with others. Will yeah. you listen with me? Will you sit with me? I'm trying to discern this decision. And this is where, in, in my opinion, you know, responding is far better than reacting to yeah. decisions that I have to make. Because if I'm just reacting, I'm just going to go with my gut. I'm just going to go, oh, I don't know. I'll, I'll do this. This is what I've always done. This is what my parents did. This is what other people are doing. But this is a response is I'm going to listen to what God is saying in this moment. And if I, like sometimes do, uh-huh. I hear God say, it's this then I can respond versus just reacting to whatever decision I'm having to make. You know, when we were deciding to start this church, you were there, man. You and Heather, you guys, I mean, we got pictures of all of our kids in the very first Soul City Kids program was just our kids upstairs in Elijah's bedroom. (laughs) And, you know, we were in Atlanta deciding and discerning on where to start this church. And we knew knew this. We're either going to start at where we're at or we're going to start at where we're from, which is Chicago. And we were discerning and deciding, discerning, deciding. And it was clear. God gave us one of those spoken yep. things. This is the next step. Start a church. This is, the, this is the invitation to obedience that I'm giving you. That was undeniable for Jeannie and I. Yeah. To, to not start this church would be an act of disobedience. Uh-huh. But the specifics he did not give us, sure. you know, where and all that kind of stuff. We went, Jeannie and I went round and round for months, Carlos. Like, is it Atlanta? Is it Chicago? Is it Atlanta? Is it Chicago? And we just stayed in this active discernment process with God. And we, I mean, to the point where it was comical because the staff of Soul City Church at that point was Jeannie and I. Right. And we would have our, but we did have a staff meeting every week. We wanted to make it as official as possible. And we'd say, where do you think it should be? And I'd say, you know, I think it should be in Chicago. I, you know, I just did the speaking thing back at, you know, our alma mater in Chicago. And man, I love that city and flying over that city. God, I love that city. And it's such an important city. And we have friends there and family there. And she'd go, well, that's weird because I was just over on the west side of Atlanta. <laughs> and man, there's a lot happening over there. And man, wouldn't it be great to have a church over there? And so we go, okay, well, shoot. Well, let's talk about it at our next staff meeting. You know, <laughs> And a week or two would go by. And then you know, I'd say, 
babe, I think you're right. I was over in this neighborhood, Atlanta, and man, it would be so fun. We wouldn't have to move. And we have all these friends and these folks who want to start this kind of church with us here. And she'd go, well, you know, it's funny. I was just talking to some of my girlfriends I went to high school with, and they were saying, if we ever started a church like this in Chicago, they would go. So what we did was like, God, we don't know. It's not clear. And what was so powerful of us, we heard not an answer, but we heard God say, you choose, Mm. you decide. You've already said yes to obedience in this. Choose the one that's most life-giving to you. I mean, that, so that only came because we asked, what is God saying? What is he saying in real time? And it took a couple months to get to. It wasn't like it happened in a night. Yeah. What has God said? What is God saying? And then the last one, what are godly people saying? If I'm not hearing from anything God said in the Bible, if I'm not hearing from anything that God's saying in real time, because that happens, right? We're going to talk about that. Like, what do you do when you don't hear from God? Well, what are godly people saying? Uh, and Gene and I have what we call our wisdom well. We have some people that we can lean into yeah. and say, hey, we're stuck. We don't know what to do about this. And we've engaged them around this high school decision. You know, we have a couple, we were talking to a couple folks the other night. You know, we just don't know. What Would you pray with us? Yeah. What would you think? Was, and we're not asking for their opinion. We're not asking for them to tell us to do what they would do. We're asking them to engage God with us and seek their wisdom yeah. because that goes back to what we just read in Proverbs 4. That's the, the beginning of wisdom is this, get wisdom. get wisdom. And sometimes if I can't discern or find that wisdom in the Bible, if I can't discern or find that wisdom in prayer, then I go to a wisdom well. I go to godly people yeah. and say, will you listen to God with me? You know, I, I, I know you and I would probably say we have our fair share of bad decisions yes. that we've made or decisions that we've made badly or poorly, right? And you can't go back and change those. I have plenty of those on my own. No one can do that. But I just believe you can actually shape and direct the future that God has for you with the choices that you make today. That your decisions that you make and the way that you make those decisions actually make or break future possibilities Mm. and potential realities for your life. And while this seems a little grand and broad uh, sweeping to say, I just believe this is true, that your destiny is determined by your decisions. Wow. It, there's no other, it just doesn't happen any other way. Your destiny is determined by the decisions that you make. Your decisions will tell the story of your life one day. And I just love that God is inviting us to invite him in to be a part of it, that he's supplied us with an endless stream of eternal wisdom. It's yours for the asking. It's mine for the asking if we will just seek his wisdom for our decisions. Yeah. You know, everything you just said, um, it, I'd I'd love to, again, remind the listeners that are listening right now that, um, you, you don't have to start with these massive big decisions. Like, Mm -hmm. like when when you're starting to try say it's the first time you're seeking direction from God, you can start Mm -hmm. small. I I would say, let, Uh, let, let, instead of saying, God, I'm going to, I'm going to try this. Should I sell the house to, you know, yeah, should I right. quit my job? No, let's, right. what would should you say I about email that? every potential worship yeah, leading exactly. gig I have and, and, and cancel, and cancel on it all? <laughs> you know, right. like start small, right? Start right. these things small yeah. practice, you know, yes, this is absolutely. a muscle, right? This is yep. something that you're building. Yeah, absolutely. So totally good. agree. Yep. Um, one of, one of the things that, uh, you talk about in the book is, um, living in the direction of your prayer. Yeah. Um, Speak to that. What do you mean by that? Well, yeah, I just think fundamentally prayer for direction isn't passive. It's a, it's a partnership with God, right? It's not yeah. a passive thing where I just sit around and wait for God to tell me. Right. It's a partnership where I engage with God. I think back to um, when I applied to, for college, right? Mm. I, all my friends applied to all these different schools all over California where I grew up and beyond California, and I applied to one 
school. Yeah. A, a state school that yeah. was 30 minutes from my house. Right. right? That's it. I, I don't know. I just not have a grand vision for my life. I was like, I don't know. This one's yeah. close and it's free. Yeah. I'll just go to this one. And I, uh, I think about that, that I basically gave myself only one option. I mean, that's it. All I could do was go to the school yeah. because all I, there wasn't like Stanford wasn't going to call me and say, Hey, you know what? We've heard about you. <laughs> We've heard about you. We, now we know you didn't fill out any application right, to go right, to our right. school and you've never even done a campus tour, but we think you should come. <laughs> Would you consider coming? That wasn't going to happen because I didn't fill out any other applications. Yeah. It's the same like for a job. It's like, man, I just, no one's hiring right now. Well, have you filled out any job yeah. applications? No, I just know that no one's right. That, that that's what this idea is: is that you actually are invited to live in the direction of your prayer, to mm. take radical responsibility, to do the thing that only you can do, while you ask God to do the things that only He can do. It's it's opening your life up to God to lead you as you move forward in the direction of your prayer. I think it's like. Um, it's like aligning your life with the will of God as best you can discern it. Mm -hmm. Right. So like when, you know, take back to, uh, well, the, our son, this yep. high school thing, yeah, we keep coming back, back to it. Yep. Like it would not serve us to seek God for wisdom and direction and not do any of these campus tours with right. him. Like what that is. So what we do is do the part that we can do. We show up, we do these high school tours. We meet with the academic, you know, counselors there. We meet with all, because we want to live in the direction that we're praying. We want to keep moving forward as we're seeking God's direction, because that is ultimately what prayer is. It's not passive. It's actually a partnership. It's like when you, um, you ever, like, have you ever had to push a dead car? Have you ever, oh, I, yeah. I'm guessing oh, yeah. you have, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah, I have yeah, too, yeah, right? Yeah. Where the car is dead. And, you know, it's much easier. Like if someone's uh, trying to turn the wheel, right. it's a lot easier to turn the wheel of the car while, while the car's moving. Like if you've ever tried just to turn the wheels yeah. and we, you and I are from the days of non-power steering, right. Yep. Yep. right? So you try and turn the wheel when the car's not in motion. It's really hard to do. Absolutely. Same principle, same idea here is that when my life is in motion of the mm -hmm. direction that I'm seeking, that I'm moving in the direction of my prayer, it's far easier for God to move in my life. Yeah. And you, I, you and I both know God is a God of miracles. I mean, I've seen God make, he, like, that's like, there's no way to even encompass that with human words. He is a God of miracles. Right. I have seen God make something out of nothing in my life multiple times on more than one occasion. He's made a way where there just wasn't a way. I mean, I yeah. can tell you that's the story of Soul City Church. Like, there was no way and God made a way. But where I've seen God most move in my life is when I'm living in the direction of my prayer, is when I'm moving forward in faith and wisdom as much as I know at the time, believing that God will give me the direction I need as I need it, but I have to partner with him to do that. And, you know, partnering with him, um, I, I think can be taking that filter that you talked about a few minutes ago yeah. um, and, and really getting practical with uh, that on a daily basis. So let, let's, just, let's do that. Yeah. Um, someone that's listening, uh, or watching this video that that's stuck and they need direction, um, from God about a job, a move, a relationship, whatever it may be like right now, yeah. why don't you take us even a little bit more practically through that filter that we talked about with what yeah. God's already said, what is he saying yeah. and what godly people are saying? Yeah. 
Yeah, I mean, that's it. I mean, I th- I'd start with what has God said, and I think uh-huh. you can start. Is there any wisdom that God has given? I mean, you can do a Google search. Yeah, you can sure. use whatever Bible app you use. You can ask others, hey, do you know if there's anything in the Bible that talks about this? Um, ask friends, again, who maybe are f- yeah. more familiar with the Bible than you are. There's nothing wrong with asking for help like that, but start there. I I just think that's because that's already there. It's already written down. It's already available. Right. And so then it's just yours for the seeking. It's yours for the finding. So that's, I would start there. Like, is there, is there a, you know, a word search? Is there a story? Is there something? And I'm looking for that as it relates to Mm -hmm. my life. And then that next one, you already mentioned it. What is God saying? And I think this, this doesn't happen like on the fly, this doesn't ha- this takes intentionality. It yeah. takes a willingness to set aside time to actually be quiet, yeah. to sit with God. Uh, the greater the decision, I would say the greater the listening. Yeah. The bigger the decision, the deeper the listening is to God. Don't be surprised if God doesn't lay out your whole life plan for you after two minutes of praying, right? Yeah. Keep seeking. And when you give God your attention, what I found, when you show up, okay, God, I'm here, you know, five minutes a day, I'm here. 10 minutes a day, but I'm going to keep showing up here, God, because mm. I need this from you. I want to involve and invite you in this decision. I don't want to do this alone. Right, right. So I'm going to keep showing up. And what I've found in my life and I've seen in the lives of others is when you give God your attention, he will give you direction. Wow. He will. So I start with what God has already said. And then I move to what God is saying. And then again, that wisdom. Well, what are godly people saying? Can you find two or three people in your life uh, and Jean and I use this phrase, we have friends that we want to be like. Yeah. So it's not just friends that we want to like us. It's friends that we want to be like. Absolutely. And so some of them are a part of our wisdom. Well, we, we look at their life and go, okay, it seems like maybe they've done these decisions uh-huh. well. They've parented well. They've handled uh, a life for us in, like, in working in the church. They've handled whatever it is well, their finances well. Mm-hmm. Okay, I want to get them as close to me as possible yeah. and seek their wisdom on this particular area around this particular decision. And I just have found when you ask people and you tell them specifically, I'm not looking for your opinion. I'm not looking for your coaching. Yeah. I'm not like yeah. <laughs> hiring you as a consultant for my life. I just want you to listen to God with me. Yeah. And in some cases, will you listen to God for me? Because wow. I'm not hearing anything. Will you like? Will you be intentional? We talked about this in another episode. Uh-huh. You know, not just like, oh yeah, I'll pray for you, but like say like like right now. Right now. <laughs> Can yeah, we yeah, like yeah. right now? Yeah. Can you just sit with me? Yeah. Can we just pray about this right now? I just think that God has. I, I've found wisdom in those areas. What has God said? What is God saying? And what are godly people saying? And anyone, anyone can do that. You you don't have to have been walking with God for all of your life. You don't have to be, have it all perfect or figured out. Anyone can start with what God said. Anyone can sit down and just open themselves up to say, what is God saying? And anyone can pull in people that they want to be like and say, you know, what are godly people saying to speak into this decision in my life? So good. Jarrett, yes, this sir. was good. Thanks, this was man. so good. One of the things that, uh, the more co- of these conversations that we're having, the more, you know, honestly, I'm realizing you haven't even told me to say this or to do this, but I, mm. I just think that, that, um, th- these podcasts could almost be something if you're listening to this and you're thinking, gosh, I know a few friends that we we've all wanted to learn how to pray. We've all, you know, just kind of talked. This could be even this podcast itself, a great resource for you guys to listen to while you're reading the book together. Oh, that's um, cool. and so, you know, I, I just think that it could be just another resource for you guys. So listen, this is how, again, you, we, you can get this book for yourself and even a couple friends, you can read it together, head to praying through book 
com. Now listen, the, the, we're, through is spelled T H R O U G H. We're not talking about through <laughs> like drive, like drive through. Okay, <laughs> right. now, listen, or through listen. like a ball. Or, or through, <laughs> yes, I'm praying like, that the ball I threw goes. We, far. We're talking about praying through, through. like through something here. That's right. Thank um, you for the clarification. You're, you're I appreciate you spelling yeah, that. I, I know we're only we're no, only a no, couple episodes past that's, here, that's, and I'm like, that's why you're the pro. This may be important here. Prayingthroughbook.com, yeah. uh, and then also with this podcast, again, it really helps. Um, just it be able to be found a little bit easier if you yeah. guys subscribe, if you share it, if you review it, uh, make sure you do that as well. Make sure you subscribe. We've got a couple more of these left mm-hmm. and we do have a couple more. Is that yeah, okay? Yeah, we're, okay. We're, we're, but we're, it's winding down. It's winding brother. down. It's, it's winding, winding down. down. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The conversations are winding down. Yep. Hopefully you guys have enjoyed it. And so we'll see you on the next episode, my friends of Praying Through Podcasts.